The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. So, Bubba, uh, I'm going to read you a list of characteristics of uh, what I think people out there want. And tell me if I'm right or not. Do you think people... Or what? Uh, their money. Okay. All right. So do you think people want to save more? They have, want to have more money. Do you think people want to be more confident in their financial decisions? Yes, I think they want to be more confident in their financial decisions. Do you think they... I uh, don't necessarily think they want to save more. They don't want to do the discipline of the saving right. more. They want to have more money in the bank. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you think they want to have a more satisfaction of the discussion of money within the family? Husbands and wives, do you think they want to have more satisfaction you know they they're not arguing anymore about money basically you know the statistics tell us that uh and it may be around this number 50 percent of marriages end in divorce Mm -hmm. and increasingly i would say a a large majority of the time one of the major reasons for that is financial Mm mm-hmm Right. So Mm -hmm. I I would agree with that and say that, yes, they probably want to have a more open communication about money. I I think they do. Uh, And the the last one, do you think they want to have financial goals, whether they want to put them together, whether they want to do the work or not? But do they want to have financial goals? I want to retire when I'm 50. I want to be able to buy a boat by the time I'm 40. Mm -hmm. I want to own my house by the time I'm 60. Do you think most people want that? I think most people want that. All right. Well, there was a study of those five things okay. that uh, was done uh, by the Financial Planning uh, uh, Foundation within the last year. And they asked 1,000 people. What, Pretty good sample size. It is a good sample yeah. size. And they did it all around the country, mm-hmm. people in cities, people in the north and the south mm-hmm. and the west and the east, people who are from rural areas and urban areas and people of various races and backgrounds. They asked you know, these thousand people, um, and they got a thousand responses. I don't know how many people they asked right. in the be- beginning, but they stopped at a thousand responses. Because how many and, times do you get a survey and say, oh, I don't want to Exactly. Do that. Yeah. You know, I get four or five a day. They so don't I, need my, knowing my business. So in yeah. order to get a thousand back, they probably asked 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'll have to ask them one of these days. But the FPA, the Financial Planning Association, I went out and asked all these questions. And they asked people, what are the five or six major financial things you wish you had, mm-hmm. you wish you could experience. And these were the things. They wish they had more money. They wish they had more confidence. They wish they had goals. They, they wish they had more open communication about money, all, all that stuff. They, uh, See, the, and those are very broad categories. They are. They are. If we were to hone it in and, and, and say, you know, I wish I could retire at age 58. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And I wish I had uh, $2 million in the bank. Yeah. And those are individualized. Right. That may be what, mm-hmm. what Phil has for himself. But generally, he wants to have goals, and right. he wants to have more money, and he wants to have more satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so they ask people that, and you know what they found? They found that the people who already had those things had a relationship with a financial planner. That's right. The people who didn't have those things, mm-hmm. 82% didn't have a relationship with a financial planner. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to necessarily sell you on me as your financial planner. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you need one. Right. And, you know, I, I think a good analogy would be if you ask people who think they're healthy, I bet most of them have a trainer or they have a, a, a general practice. They got a doctor. They got yeah. a particular nurse practitioner they go to pretty often. They probably do their annual checkups. Those people who feel healthy probably have a relationship with a professional. Or they had, I mean, you can go down the list, right, mm-hmm. of professionals. They've got mm-hmm. probably an attorney. They've mm-hmm. got a tax preparer mm-hmm. or CPA. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, you can keep going on You ever and done on. a construction project? <laughs> I you, love construction projects. You, you and I seem to live in the middle of them, right? right. Uh-huh. Now, they may be in Tennessee or in Mississippi right. or at my house mm-hmm. or at my office, but we seem to live in the middle of them. You know what I've found at the end of, beginning of, in the middle of a construction project, I seem to do better if I have somebody I can talk to about this. Mm-hmm. A contractor. Right. An architect. A planner. You know, I, I have somebody that's kind of overseeing this. Mm-hmm. They're listening to me. And this is one of the real benefits I've found out of having a good contractor is when I call him up and, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon and I say, why aren't you finished with the living room? And he says, mm-hmm. well, your wife said, mm-hmm. huh? Those change orders cost money and time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She said it to him. Mm-hmm. You know, your wife said, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But at least I, it's communicated to me. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have him there to communicate to, my wife would be saying that to me, and I don't have time or expertise to do all that. Mm -hmm. And when she communicates it to him, and I call him up about it, he communicates to me what she said. And maybe something I suggested to him yesterday, today she overruled. Or maybe tonight she and I need to talk. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's good to have somebody for kind of a third party we can bounce all this off. Yep. Do you find that works when it comes to couples? I'm going to pick on couples now. Mm -hmm. But couples and having a relationship with you, sometimes the husband says, we need to be saving more. And the wife says, we need to be traveling more. And you're kind of in the middle there. And you help them have that balance? Yeah, and you, and you try to find balance, and you try to say, look, you know, there's probably a way to do both. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that right? There is a way to do both? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does that and mean... And if it's a goal, and, and you, you come up with a plan on how to accomplish that goal... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you may be, you know, sitting in, in the room with you know, somebody who's the saver, mm-hmm. the penny pincher... And somebody who wants to experience life and have memories and see things, 
and you, each one of them may have to give a little. That's right. So, you know, maybe she can't go on a $10,000 trip every year. Right. And maybe he can't be saving 30% of what they make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Sure. It may need to go back to a more reasonable number. Right. But they arrive at that because they had you in there mm-hmm. with your expertise and your experience. Yep. And, and, you know, I, I've got this shirt that I wear with mm-hmm. uh, white and black stripes because I'm seen as a referee <laughs> at times. like a referee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we, we do need to get one yeah. and hang it in the conference room. Mm-hmm. And from time yeah. to time, in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. All right, let me go put my shirt just on. Just reach over yeah. there and drape that mm-hmm. thing over. Right. That, that'd probably give a real mm-hmm. good indication to people about what you think is happening in the middle right. of this. Yeah. 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 And maybe we all need that. Mm-hmm. Well, what I want to talk about today is if you have a financial plan and you have a financial planner, what to expect out of it? What are you going to get out of it? We're going to talk about that today at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about fin- a financial plan and a relationship with a financial planner and what you're going to get out of it. First thing is, I think you need to understand that a good financial planner is going to meet you where you are. They're not going to necessarily require that you have a million dollars before they start talking to you. That's one of my favorites that I hear all the time. And, and you know, I, I can be in the, the line at the grocery store, at church, or mm-hmm. or wherever it, it, it is, and somebody says to me, you know, when I get some money, I'm going to come see you. <laughs> and you say, well, it, you know, you need to come see me so you'll have some money. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Or before the money comes, mm-hmm. you may be in such dire straits. Right. You may have so much debt, you may not have the self-confidence to get Mm -hmm. a job that pays enough for the lifestyle you need or want. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to have a coach. You know, and the other thing about that is uh, that I find, I think some people might feel like they're going to be embarrassed yeah. If if they come to see us. Right. And, and I, you know, I can't reiterate enough that, um, there's no judgment cast on mm-hmm. on anybody in our office. You know, mm-hmm. the, everybody um, has different life circumstances, oh, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. yes. And and you know, by nature, we're problem solvers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we would rather have somebody come in, and whether that be a huge problem like bankruptcy mm-hmm. or a small problem like inheritance of a million dollars, you know, I mean, yeah, that's a small problem. It is. It's a good thing to have. It's a good thing to have, but it, it's a, it, it, there's a little problem associated that's with right. it. That's right. Yeah. If you do it wrong, mm-hmm. it's hard to say inherit a million dollars in the word problem along, but it's the truth. It is the truth. Yeah. So everybody's circumstance is different. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if I could encourage everybody out there, mm-hmm. uh, go find somebody that, that's going to be a trusted advisor that, that, you know, you can talk to mm-hmm. about whatever you have going on financially. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and be assured that there's not going to be any judgment. If you feel judgment, yeah. that ain't the person for that's you. That's not the person for you. The other thing is if they won't accept you where mm-hmm. you are, that's not the person right. for you. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, they may encourage you to move to the next step mm-hmm. and to have a plan and to follow through. Yeah. That's what a good teacher and a coach will right. do. Mm-hmm. And that's really what you went to but, them for. But, you know, you said that a teacher and a coach, mm-hmm. you know, at sometimes there, there are times that a, a coach will make you run sprints, right? Mm-hmm. Or... You know, you've got to run an extra hour, do these many more drills, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So don't expect anything different from a good financial advisor mm-hmm. as well. Okay. You know, there may be some drills and, and some uh, mm-hmm. some coaching along the way that you need to get done and do mm-hmm. in order for you to get better at whatever ails you. That's exactly so right. So the first point okay. was they accept you where they are. The mm-hmm. second one you're leading into, and that is expect disruption. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't be looking for help if everything was going well. Right. So something needs to change, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're not going to just automatically walk in and sprinkle some kind of magic dust on you and let you continue to live and do what you're presently doing right. and get a different outcome. What mm-hmm. was it Einstein said about banging your head against a a door and expecting a different outcome you keep doing it over and over again that's insanity the same thing over and over again and expect a a a different outcome Mm -hmm. then you're a a little crazy right and so that's not gonna happen you have by admission of your action Mm -hmm. by the inference of walking in the door basically said i need something different I need my life to be different. I need my finances to be different. I need to feel better about mm-hmm. this situation. So, number one, hopefully they accept you where you are. Right. But secondly, you need to be ready for a little disruption. Mm-hmm. You need to be ready for that coaching. Right. You need to be ready for, you need to save more. You need to spend less. You need to have a spending plan. You need to begin to formulate goals. Mm-hmm. You two need to talk more. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, are, are we comfortable? And I, and I can't just say, oh, she talks plenty. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. Are we comfortable with the word disruption anymore? We don't like disruption, do we? That's we like, like all change. we've had in 2020. Uh, and, yeah. and quite actually, it's been amazing to me how we as a society have been resilient mm-hmm. through this. Right. We can change, hopefully for the good. Mm-hmm. We've begun to learn in the midst of a pandemic how to do things better and differently. Right. Now, it may be different for you, and you're uncomfortable with different, but you know, you probably take a shower differently than you did 50 years ago because you got a different shower head. Mm-hmm. Some people actually have indoor plumbing now. Right. You know, things have changed, Mm -hmm. and we do health care differently than we used to. We we have automobiles run differently now. They're basically just big old computer things. Sure. Um, And so we can handle different, and you probably need to be prepared for that. Uh, The next one is... um, Make sure that this personal person that you talk to makes it personal. It doesn't seem like they only have one bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Do you find that very often in this in in this industry that 
there are certain people that only have, you know, certain mutual funds or certain insurance products, and they call themselves financial planners. I, I was, uh, it's funny you mentioned that, and you and I haven't even discussed this, but there was an individual that I was talking to late last week um, who used to be semi in this industry, right? Okay. okay. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, what do you, and I knew that he was gone, but I said, what are you doing these days, et cetera, et cetera. And he's, mm-hmm. he's moved on working, uh, uh, and, and in an, another finance job, but different industry. Okay. Right. Um, and, and he said to me, he said, yeah, I, I learned very quickly where I was working, that not everybody needs life insurance or an annuity uh, in their portfolio. Uh, some people do. Some people do. But not everybody. Not everybody. So he was trying to round hole square peg people. Right. And everybody got these products because that's what they had to sell. Oh. All right. Yeah. And the, you see that pretty often. I do. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate. Right. So you, you want somebody who's just trying to sell their advice mm-hmm. and their relationship and their intelligence and their experience and their education, you know, there, their fee. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a buzzword in this industry called holistic advisors. Okay. Where they look at, uh, you as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. You, you look at an individual and you look at all different aspects of their life, mm-hmm. whether that be disability insurance, retirement planning, tax planning, mm-hmm. education plan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, estate planning, all of it, mm-hmm. all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you, you come up with a plan that's going to be holistic in nature. That's going to cover everything as well as you possibly can. Right. There mm-hmm. may be certain instances where you've got to outsource some of that, mm-hmm. but you try to cover everything as well as you can with, within their, their individual goals and dreams and aspirations and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you've got somebody else who walks in the door right behind them and they're t- completely different. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you're, you know, uh, trying well, to make everybody take the t- same prescription, take the p- same prescription or, or force the same products on every single person that walks through the door, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, um, I don't want to say criminal, but you know, yeah. it, it's not, uh, it's not very careful. Well, this industry mm-hmm. by force of maybe some acts of the court and mm-hmm. also because because of the acts of some regulations and federal government actions or whatever, has, has basically told the industry, you better not be doing that very much. Right. You need to be acting in a person's best interest. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So sometimes the best interest of somebody is to have a life insurance product mm-hmm. for their life. Sure. For their situation. Yeah. Sometimes it's an annuity. Sometimes right. it's a retirement. And I'm not knocking any of those no. products. But it... All of those prescriptions aren't for everybody. That's right. And so if this is the thing that is in the best interest of the client, fine. Mm-hmm. Let them buy it. Yeah. Let them have it. But if it's not in the best interest mm-hmm. and you're just trying to sell it to make a commission, so how does the average person on the street know the difference? Know the difference between whether you're a holistic financial planner mm-hmm. or whether you're just a product sales well and again you know with the um the the loose way in which people use the word financial advisor uh, these days it's it's kind of difficult for individuals to know yeah and and i think i think in the initial meeting it's it's important for individuals whenever they're interviewing a, a financial advisor uh to ask them questions 
Ask them how they're going to be compensated on certain mm-hmm. things. Ask them, you know, why are you suggesting this? Mm-hmm. Are there any other options or alternatives, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that I'm not aware of or I may not know about? You ever had anybody, and we're going to take this mm-hmm. to the break and then come back and more in-depth discuss it after the break, but had any, ever had anybody ask you if you're a fiduciary? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when we come out of this break on the other side of it, we're going to talk about what that really means. And is that someone you need to be talking to here on Super Talk Radio at the Advisors Roundtable? The Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio as we're uh, discussing about what you can expect from a financial plan. And uh, we talked about the need for it to uh, possibly have. Uh, someone called a fiduciary mm-hmm. associated with your financial plan. What What is a fiduciary and why should I be concerned about that? And then that's some kind of fancy moniker that somebody came up with, or is it a fairly consistently used description of services and abilities yeah. and uh, you know, is, is it legal? Or what, what is a fiduciary? Well, so I, I think it's two things. Things. I think it's legal and it's ethical. Okay. All right. So a fiduciary would be an individual who puts uh, whoever they're responsible for. Mm-hmm. And that could be a child. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, an adult parent mm-hmm. uh, that they're responsible for. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, you talk about fiduciaries and you talk about the financial world and you know possibly managing assets on behalf of another individual or giving advice to another individual. Mm-hmm. And those fiduciaries, uh, by definition, are required to put the client's interest first Mm-hmm. ahead of their own interests, mm. regardless of any kind of compensation arrangement. Oh, all right. So how do I know you've put me first? Uh, how do I hold you to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is there some kind of financial arrangement, a legal responsibility, an insurance policy? Or is there some kind of case law? I mean, uh, how confident can I be that you are a fiduciary and you're going to act that way and that I can hold you to it? Uh, so that's that's a more difficult thing to mm-hmm. to look at, right? Mm-hmm. So you can uh, you can do research online on individuals who hold them out to be uh, themselves out to be fiduciaries or financial advisors. Okay. Right. Um, and there are going to be certain licenses Mm -hmm. associated with that. Um, you know, one of the big ones is uh, a CFP, right? And they've got their own code of professional conduct, Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, other licenses would be like a series 65. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if somebody has a license like that, Mm-hmm. which is not to be confused with uh, somebody else who may have a series 63 and, and 65 or 66 license. Mm-hmm. They can call themselves financial advisors and are held to a fiduciary standard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have other individuals who have a series seven and maybe an insurance license. Okay. And while there is a, a new law or a rule out there called the best interest standard, mm-hmm. uh, in years past, uh, all there was was a suitability standard. Okay. So what's the difference between best interest and suitability? Okay. So you as an individual or an mm-hmm. in- investor or mm-hmm. a client of mine, mm-hmm. 
and there may be an option between A, B, and C. Of what to do with my of money. Of what to do with your money. Okay. Let's say that A and B are both suitable options. Okay. Meaning that you meet certain <laughs> net worth requirements. You've got a general understanding of how the product works. Mm-hmm. You know how long it's going to tie your money up, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be, it's a suitable investment for you. All right. So let's say I'm talking about reti- uh, uh, saving for my retirement. Mm-hmm. A suitable option is to buy a mutual fund. Right. And you can show me this mm-hmm. mutual fund. Yeah. It may um, be suitable. You could defend yourself in court and say sure. it's suitable, but it may be more expensive. Right. It may come up with some upfront charges. Mm hmm. Or it may have charges if I want to get out within a certain period of time. Correct. These sales charges at, mm-hmm. on the rear end. But the mutual fund itself would be a suitable option for me wanting to retire. That's right. And so you could present that to me mm-hmm. as, hey, let's you use that, that such and such set of mutual sure. funds. Mm-hmm. And it has been done for the last 50 or 60 years in America. Right. And it's a suitable answer. But you're telling me there's possibility there's something that could be better, less expensive. Very would. Or there could be something that's different mm. that is still suitable. Okay. You know, you, uh, there may be an insurance product out there. Like an annuity. Like an annuity. You could say, Greg, you could put your money because in. Because you, you may have concern about uh, downward pressure on your account and and uh, and corrective markets, right? Yeah. So when the market goes down, there are products out there that will protect you on the downside. Okay. All right. And that may be a suitable investment for you. Right. Now, granted, it's got different parameters and how long you've got to leave your money there, mm-hmm. expenses and costs associated with it, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it may be a perfectly suitable investment for you, right. just so, like the mutual fund was a suitable right. investment so for option you. Option A was a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. Option B was an annuity. Mm-hmm. And then you come along with option C right, for me to save for my retirement. Mm-hmm. And you show me another kind of an account that's less expenses. Less expensive, may have the same kind of mm-hmm. return, but it may be in my best interest as opposed to those two suitable things. That's correct. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. This is pretty... It gets kind of confusing, complicated doesn't it? Complicated. And complicated. Yeah, do I want to know yeah. all this stuff? Mm-hmm. I just want to trust you. Right. You know? And I think the trust aspect is where it comes into play, where somebody acting as a fiduciary mm-hmm. will give you all the options mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. in my professional opinion, I think this would be best suited and best uh, in your best interest to, to follow this course of action. Okay. May even be a possibility that you do one or, one or two or all three. Or a combination. A combination, combination of them, Right. 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 But if you've discussed them all, Mm -hmm. now how many people want to come in and spend enough time to go through option A, option B, option C, let you explain every one of them and the return characteristics and the expenses and the downward pressures they could face or not face and how much you're going to have to pay for all this. And then they sit there and say, what would you do? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say about 90% of the time (laughs) that's what occurs. Yeah. And that's when you're acting as a fiduciary. 
There you go. When, uh, I, I guess another way to say it is uh, if a, uh, a, a professional mm-hmm. who is in this industry and does this every single day. Right. And you've, you've got uh, knowledge about all the different aspects and areas of products available and ways, ways to skin the cat, really. Right, right, right. If I were sitting in your shoes, how would I want it done or how would I do it? Oh, that's a good way to ask yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And a good way to determine if that person's ask, acting in your best interest right. and as a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In order to have a good financial plan, so far we have said that you need to be met where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be prepared for a little disruption. Right. It needs to be personalized to, to you and your situation. You probably need to have somebody. Well, you do need to have somebody mm-hmm. that is acting in your best interest, and in most cases a fiduciary, right. to help you do that. Um, and you need, here's the next point. You need to be prepared for this to take a little time. Mm-hmm. What's the first meeting usually look like? How long does that usually take? Um, anywhere from an hour to two hours. Really? Yeah. Depending on the complexity of, of what's going on, majority of the time, about an hour okay. is what it's going to take to do all your uh, your initial fact-finding and, 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 and gathering of information. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. After the hour. After the hour. And maybe more follow-up questions that may come up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more more details that you need to gather from, from the client or prospective client. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say expect it to take some time. Okay. Because after that, then you've got to come back mm-hmm. for the advisor, financial planner to, to give you basically their findings, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, right. it, it's not quite as quick as a, well, sometimes it is, right? Mm. It, like a, you go into the doctor's office with a, a sinus infection and I say, I've got a Rocephin and Decadron deficiency, you know, <laughs> give me a shot and some, some drugs. And it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Right? stuff coming out of your yeah. nose and all that fluid is but in that's, your ear. That's one specific ailment, right? Uh-huh. When we're doing a holistic financial plan, we're talking about everything in your life. And we have some yeah. people come in and in a hurry sometime. Mm-hmm. They've been see their accountant, and the accountant says, you know, you've got about yeah. two days here, and you need to open an IRA so we right. get a deduction mm-hmm. this year. And they come in and say, you know, I, I need to do that. Let's open up the yeah. account. Let's don't do any investing, but yeah. we need to get an IRA. And then all of a sudden. You and know, we can do that in 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they can come back in a week or two right. after the dust is settled and they've got mm-hmm. the deduction mm-hmm. and we can do the total decision about how right. it needs to be invested mm-hmm. and do they want to use us as a financial advisor for all of their sure. financial life. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good, uh, really good analogy there between right. you know having a sinus infection and needing a quick IRA kind of fix. But doing full financial planning mm-hmm. is going to take some time. That's right. You ever have people at the end of that meeting go, whew. I didn't know I was going to do all that. Uh, many, many times. Because you ask them questions about taxes, mm-hmm. you ask them questions about insurance, you ask them questions about yeah. their goals mm-hmm. and their children and their retirement and their debt and on. Ask them questions about their parents, mm-hmm. you know, expected inheritances, you know, what their philosophy is about money. Mm-hmm what some of their first experiences with money were. I, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets pretty in-depth. What their risk tolerance is, mm-hmm. you know, and you have a discussion with a husband and a wife, and sometimes I look over at him and I'll say, now pre- pretend she's not in the room. Right. 
if you and I were just talking mm-hmm. here and I look at her, pretend he's not in the room. Right. We're just talking to you. What's your personal feeling about this? And I give them a little scenario and have their personal mm-hmm. initial response so we can measure them. So that we can see, hey, you guys are on the same page. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Are you a little far apart? We need to do that referee thing, yeah. you know, and work you out so we have a financial plan for the family. Right. So we're and, up against it. The one thing that we haven't talked about yet is the investment piece of that. That's exactly right. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from this break here on the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio, Cooley and Labus. The Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. We're talking about the components of a good financial plan. Bubba, you made a point going into the last break, and that is we talked about all these various things and how that the thing needs to be personalized to me and they need to meet me where I am and I need to be prepared for some changes and some disruption. Um, But I haven't even talked about investing yet. Right. I mean, I've just talked about what's required to begin the plan. Mm -hmm. How much of your time do you spend actually doing trades and investing dollars these days? Mm, maybe 10%. Really? 10, 10 to 20%. So the rest, your let's say the other, the other 80% of your time, what are you doing? I'm meeting with clients doing these plans. So Handling concerns, handling phone calls, hand, handling uh, things that, that, that come up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Helping with uh, uh, day-to-day life decisions that people are making when it comes to their finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think people just think you're a stockbroker, mm-hmm. right? Which is important to differentiate. Okay. In the past, that's what the role of a financial advisor was seen as. Right? Mostly just taking your money and. And, in, and investing it and buying something and calling you up and saying, hey, you need to buy such and such stock because it's it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you need to sell such and such because it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and generally getting a commission involved mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, that, uh, that, that process is uh, a bit antiquated, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, and very commoditized. So okay. you, you can find people and individuals that can do that for you and probably do it a whole lot better than I could, you know, because if, if I were to do a, a, a full fledged portfolio and do the analysis on each one of the individual holdings that you would have, mm. all that kind of thing, it's going to take me a lot of time to do that. And do I want to pay? And as soon as I'm done doing that, right the data and, and information that I've, I've done and, and research that I've done is probably obsolete and I've got to do it all over again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why not hire an, an entire company to the, do that for you? Right. Which is what many people do with mutual funds. Mm-hmm. They do it with separately managed accounts, uh, et cetera, et cetera, all these different types of products. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, uh, now, uh, financial advisors have, have, have kind of, um, come to a point in in their careers where you can either be an asset manager meaning that you're going to manage the investments on a daily basis and do the research etc etc okay or you're going to be an asset gatherer 
Well, now, if I had a billionaire, mm-hmm. a billionaire. Right. That's a lot of zeros. Yeah. If he were, or she mm-hmm. were clients of mine, right. they were my client, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money for me to manage. Sure. And I probably can justify charging them, you know, 1%. That's a whole lot of money of yeah. a billion. Yeah, it is. Or a half a percent. That's still a whole lot of right. money. And I could concentrate on them. Mm-hmm. And do all of that analysis and do all those transactions and watch it on a daily basis and sell when things have made money and mm-hmm. buy when things are more of a value. I could probably do that, but there aren't very many billionaires around. That's right. And so if I'm going to be managing for 2,000 people mm-hmm. and some of them have $2,000 to invest and some of them have $20 million, Right. But if I'm going to be doing this for a lot of people and doing all this other financial advising, mm-hmm. I may not have time to do all that analysis. That's correct. So you're saying I probably ought to go out and hire Zach's, J.P. Morgan, somebody like that, that has entire floors of people correct. that trade nothing but value stock. Right. And the next floor is nothing but oil stocks and mm-hmm. futures. Right. So that's a lot of expertise. That's right. And I can piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. And I can be helping you make decisions about which nursing home you think you want to go into. And think about their scale as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I may be a a financial advisor dealing with a certain pool of clients and assets Mm -hmm. here locally. Granted, I mean, we've got clients in a number of different states and all over the the world, really. Right. But if you look at uh, another company, and we'll call it a a big major asset management firm, Mm -hmm. they've got uh, customers Mm-hmm. who are all over the world mm. and uh, much more assets that they're managing. Mm-hmm. So from a pool, uh, mm-hmm. they can charge less on those assets than what I would have to charge that individual to manage those those dollars. Why, of course. I mean, you're getting efficiencies yeah. there right. and you're getting expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, dish, uh, the question between being an asset manager or an asset gatherer is kind of like a doctor is. Right. A long time ago, the doctor was like Doc on, on gun smoke. Yeah. He mm-hmm. saw you. He analyzed you. He prescribed. He, he, he mm-hmm. diagnosed. And then he went in the back room and he mixed all that Mixed stuff up to... some biscuit flour and some sorghum and, you know. <laughs> you know, whatever it was yeah. and threw in a little bit of silver nitrate right. or mm-hmm. something and then brought it out and they slapped it on your wound. Mm-hmm. And so he was the doctor. Right. And he was the pharmacist. Correct. But over time, doctors uh, realize that, you know, I need to spend a little time with people mm-hmm. and I need to let people who do drugs be expert in that. Mm-hmm. And while I'm spending time in diagnosing, I can write a prescription yeah. and reach over here and get something from these experts, right. these drug experts that, you know, yeah, I understand how this chemical works with that one because i took all those classes but on a daily basis they do that and in the meantime the doctor is seeing probably more patients and Mm -hmm. making more people better yeah exactly because think of how much time old doc would have to spend with you Mm -hmm. if he really determined exactly what you needed and then he had to go and mix it up right so you started the show with a statistic that eighty was it eighty two percent of the individuals wanted these things. Eighty two percent of the people who are successful and say successful. they already have it. 
yeah, that have, they have all these things that they're saving yeah. money and they, they're communicating yeah. well and they feel satisfied mm-hmm. and so eighty two percent of the people who say I have that and I'm, I yeah. feel like that's where I am in my life I have a financial advisor right. or a financial planner. It, you know, it t- sounds to me like that if you want to have those mm-hmm. things, that you need to go through this process. Did it say, though, in the respondents of these 1,000 people, mm-hmm. how many of those? So of the respondents who said that they have those things, mm-hmm. 82% of them said that they had a financial planner. Yeah. So let's say 100. Did they give another statistic on who felt like they didn't have all these things? When, no, but they implied okay. that the majority of the 1,000 people say, no, I don't have all that. Okay. And that's that was going to be my my point is mm-hmm. I think that the, that the vast majority of individuals out there are underserved when it comes to financial uh, planning, oh, yeah. financial services, that well, sort of thing. Yeah, that's an excellent point, and not necessarily underserved because they choose to be that way. Right. It may be because they haven't really thought about it. You know, I don't need to be doing all this mm-hmm. on my own. I need to hire somebody who does this every day and who is smart about this and can right. be my fiduciary. Mm-hmm. Some of that's on the client, but other parts of it is on advisors. Mm-hmm. I think some people haven't done a good job of differentiating themselves and letting people know I'm something other than a stockbroker. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be your fiduciary. I want to help you. I, I want to help you be able to be one of these respondents to these polls that say, yeah, I'm saving money, and yes, I'm comfortable where mm-hmm. I am, and yes, I have financial goals, and yes, my spouse and I talk about it, and I have less concerns, and I stay up less nights worrying mm-hmm. about my money because I have a coach. Right. Um, and that, that's the reason we did this, this show on this is to encourage people. If you want all those things probably going to need a coach because quite actually if you want to train for the next 10k and do it right not get injured Mm -hmm. and come close to your time goal and choose the right shoes and know when to do the exercises and how to cross train you probably need an advisor Mm -hmm. a coach and if you want your money to be in shape (laughs) a good transition there uh, you probably need to seek out advice too. I hope we helped you a little bit today here on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, 
Partners, LLC, is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Incorporated.